Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hey guys, welcome back to What is the Point? My name is Heather and I am here with my awesome co-host, Jordan Deese. Yes, me first. <laughs> and John Martz. First shall be last. <laughs> um, yeah. And today we are continuing our little relationship series on the podcast. Um, and this one specifically is, what should you look for in a Girl. Girl. <laughs> Which is why the girl kicked it off today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Deese and why he didn't kick it off. Right. But, you know, because he should have. Yeah. Yeah. It's ill taste. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm mature. Yeah. And I wouldn't do something like that's, that. That joke's dead. So <laughs> clearly the past couple weeks, uh, this is part three. So last week we talked about what, what to look for in a guy. Yes. Two weeks ago was kind of like, let's set the foundation for relationships of what we're talking about. And one of the things that we, we talked about, obviously, is, hey, it's not about finding somebody. It's about becoming somebody. Right, so, right. again, we'll preface this in, in this episode, too, in case you even didn't listen to the other one. Because here's what I think. A lot of guys are going to want to listen to this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's what should I be looking for in a girl. But here's the deal. This is just as helpful for girls because it's who is the girl I should be coming. Yeah. Who is the right. godly gal. The godly gal. But I should be becoming. And so, uh, I, you know what? W- without further ado, let's just kick it off. Like what, what is, uh, what should we be looking for in a girl? Okay. So <laughs> follow me here. He's excited. I know. Have you ever gotten a really important letter? And in the bottom of the letter, it's a engraving or a stamp or an impression on the okay. letter. Like, you know, yeah. that's like the old days, like the candle right, wax. Right. Oh yeah. They would make an impression on the paper. Okay. So here's what I would say you should look for in a girl. Guys, this is what you should look for in a girl. Girls, this is what you should look to become. Somebody who can make an impression. Now, look, look follow me here. Follow I me here. I think there's a difference between a good and bad impression, no. but keep going, keep going. Try on it. Follow me here. Plenty of girls can impress people with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Plenty of girls can, you can impress guys, their eyes. You can be impressive. What you really need to do is impress their heart. Okay. So here's what I would say. <laughs> my wife, Carissa, when I first knew, like, this is the girl, it wasn't, like, attractive. Yes. Check the box. She made an impression on my life. Okay, you can do this biblically. Proverbs 31 has a lot of examples of what a godly woman should be. Like, people have heard that in Christian circles, right? You've heard of, like, a Proverbs woman of noble character. Woman. Yes, yeah. you hear yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But when I read that, I don't look at it as a list of characteristics. I read it and look, that's, I see, that's a man that has been impressed by a woman. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody that's impressed him necessarily with their looks. It's the way that she impressed him with her character. Mm. So... When I've, when I've, when I met my wife, it was one of those things that I saw her, I looked at her great, but the more I got to know her, the more she made an impression on my life. And that's something that 
guys can, can't find anywhere else. Mm. They find that very rarely in their lives. And so if you can make an impression on their heart, mm-hmm. if you can be a person of character, if you can be a person that is consistent in their life, if you can be a person that encourages them, that pushes them farther, that runs with them in things, then you can make an impression on them. And that's ultimately what guys should look for and girls should look to become. That's good. That's an interest. I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. But oh, there were a lot of forks in that road. 100%. I'm glad everybody made it back to camp. Did. He landed the plane. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, I think when it comes to women, like I think God created women so meticulous. I just love women. I think women are the best. And what I love the most, <laughs> okay, that came out the wrong way. <laughs> Okay, whatever. We're we're moving on. We're all adults. We're here. all adults except for John Martz, who's giggling behind his mic. Anyway, um, women, I think something that is specific to them is like they're nurturers, right? Like we're right. we're naturally born nurturers, and I think that that's such a huge asset to us because. I think there's more layers to that than what we think of like nurturing like a home or maybe a child. But I just think like something so important about women is like the way that we can support and the way that we can encourage and the way that we can lift both who we are with, but also just everybody around us with our words and, and our encouragement. And I think that's something so big for, and you guys can like tell me if this is right or wrong, but like, I think that's something that, that guys, whether they're willing to admit or not need, like they need to feel like respected. They need to feel like that support. And, (laughs) and I think that that's like, that doesn't always come naturally. So when you do see that in someone who's willing to like call that out in you and encourage you and support you in your life, I think that's huge. Yes. And here's what I think I'm seeing from uh, both of you just to simplify and kind of, kind of package it. It's easy for guys to look at girls and they're like, okay, it's easy to focus on characteristics rather than character. Right. So the characteristics, you know, if I were to ask a hundred guys, I'm just like, who's your, who's your ideal girl? Like, who are you looking for in a girl? Like, everything that I'm going to probably get is like, okay, you know, we, we build them like a subway sandwich. Okay. All right. We want, you know, Kim Kardashian up to the waist and then, you know, then then we want Jennifer Aniston's eyes and, you know, I want like the California girl surfer hair, you know, and it's gotta be blonde and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you're, you're not really telling me anything, right? Like everything you're telling me are just characteristics of a girl and we we don't focus on any of the character aspects right, right and those are what's actually important so uh let me give you just a couple character aspects that that are important to be focusing on and uh, obviously there's a whole passage in scripture proverbs 31 that's dedicated to mm-hmm. yes r- really uh, as a woman what you should strive for uh, but i'll take a different one proverbs again is littered with all these things proverbs 25 uh 24 it says better to live in the corner of a roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife max mm-hmm. all right uh, all the married men said any man so here's the deal that's not written for a married guy <laughs> all right that's no. written for um you know that's like a warning for a guy who's before dating. you get the quarrelsome all right. <laughs> Absolutely. So the, the corner's co- cold in that. Here's a couple questions. Like, <laughs> is is that girl always upset? It's good. Is there always something wrong? Okay. Are you it. always asking, no, what's wrong? I know something. I'm fine. What's wrong? I know something's wrong. I'm yeah. fine. You know, is that's what's going on. Does she always have beef with somebody? Yeah. Is that like, is that yeah. something that's going on? Uh, does drama seem to follow her? Yeah. Like, those are all 
character things that I'd be like, okay, watch out, red flag. Like exactly what you were talking about, Heather, it's kind of the opposite, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you want that person that's going to respect you want that person that honestly has a great reputation. You want that person that uh, clearly is is loving and gentle with those around you. Right. And, and again, uh, you, you know, read Proverbs thirty one. I'm actually banking on one of you guys having something from Proverbs thirty one because that's <laughs> like. <laughs> GDs. Okay. Uh, so, um, but those are the aspects. Those are the character things. And, and this is just one piece of scripture. Proverbs is littered with this. Obviously all of Proverbs 31, you can roll through. And so, and we can read that at the end, but um, those are just a couple character traits to be looking at. And we'll walk through a couple more character traits as we continue uh, to move forward. Uh, but one of the things that I've gotten more times than any when talking to females, and I know Heather's gotten these straight from girls too. It's uh, <laughs> somebody actually asked this in response to a past podcast that we that we did. And it's, yeah. it's, um, how do I discern between guarding my heart and also having important conversations? So, guys, when you when you're looking at that girl, you know, obviously girls know. Okay, I'm supposed to guard my heart. Like, how how, how do you know? Um, like, how, how does that work? Where a girl has that conversation where it's still guarded, but she actually lets the walls down. Yeah. Um, this is kind of, it's, it's situational in some cases, but when I was asked this question to me, the way that, that I answer it and the way that I have experienced it, um, in my life is just, if you are in a dating relationship and we're in this context, we're saying that you are, you're dating that person. You're evaluating if that person is suitable for marriage, right? We've said that we've hit the nail on the head on that a million times. So to me, if you are already in that dating relationship, what you're saying is I am, I see a potential future with you. I think that you are a person who I could spend forever with. So in my eyes, if there is a conversation to you that you think about, or you think that you need to have, or that you want to talk about, then that needs to happen sooner rather than later. Because if that conversation is, for example, we'll say like, Hey, I have a past of whatever it is. And I'm afraid to share this with somebody because I'm not sure what their response is going to be. And so I'm just going to hold that close to the chest. And I'm not going to say that I'm not going to tell them for a little while longer because the going's good right now. I don't want to mess anything up. So let me just wait. And I, and I understand how some people are saying you're guarding your heart and doing that, right? Because you're, you're, you're not ready maybe to have that conversation yet. But in my eyes, the longer you hold on to that one, the longer it's eating you up inside, the longer it's, it's harder for you to hold. And also you might be reacting to certain situations based on like a trigger or something of like, Oh, I can't reveal this part of this, this story, because then this person will be like, wait, I don't know this. And it'll cue some other sort of response. So I always err on the side of caution of like, tell the truth as soon as you can and as accurately as you can. And, and I, to me, that is guarding your heart, right? Because I would rather have that conversation a couple of months into dating or whenever it naturally occurs, as opposed to, okay, we're however many months down the road. And now we're talking about potentially getting engaged. So maybe I should share, or maybe we've already been engaged, we're engaged and now we're, you know, we're about to get married. So I should probably have this conversation now. I just think that you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting the person who you're with up for failure. So I always err on the side of, let me just have this conversation. Yes, it's hard. Let me be prayerful about it. Let me be talking to my community about it, my mentor about it, but let me have this conversation sooner rather than later so that I can guard both of our hearts. Yeah. I think when I 
try to process this, it all depends on your definition of the word guard when talking about guarding your heart. So it comes from Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, guard your heart above all else mm-hmm. for it determines the course of your life. So when when some people think of the word guard, it's more like defensive. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm trying to protect my heart by being defensive, defensive with it. Uh, it's a lot like us trying to protect our physical heart by not going out and doing anything. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to exert it. I don't want to push it. I don't want to go too far mm, because yeah. I'm because yep. I'm scared of yep. what could mm-hmm. happen. If we think about guard as an active thing, like yeah. if we protect our like if we guard our physical heart by doing by exercise, by diet, we take active steps towards something. Good. I think guard your heart above all else before it determines the course of your life means that you have values that mm-hmm. you guard above everything else. So it's what your heart values. You don't guard your heart by being protective by holding back. You guard your heart by articulating your values. Good. Is a guy worth your time? Is this girl worth my time? Does, do, does, does, does the girl have goals, aspirations? Does the guy have goals, aspirations? You guard it by being uh, active, proactive, and creating values before you start being defensive and backing up. It's really good. I love that. And uh, kind of to tie into that, what if, you know, in the past you've you've played that wrong, okay? And you do have some past hurt. You do have some, maybe some triggers, okay? How do I overcome like those trust issues from previous relationships? How would a girl, you know, if I want to be, that girl that guy's looking for, you know, I'm becoming that. And, and guys, I want to be able to see that that girl has overcome some of those mm-hmm. issues. What are some of the things you're looking at? Yeah. Well, I think you kind of touched on a little bit earlier of the, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I don't want to have this conversation, you know, and I've definitely fallen into that because I know sometimes in the situation, it feels like, you know what, it's just easier to pretend like nothing's wrong than like get into this whole long conversation about my past and bringing up honestly, what's probably still a lot of hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. if that's something that you haven't healed from. And so, but I think in the same hand, like we say that we want a guy who, you know, last podcast, we said we want a guy who eliminates confusion and leads in clarity. But then when a guy tries to eliminate confusion and lead in clarity, we like give him nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like kind of like this contradiction of like, you should look for a guy who's going to have the hard conversations and trying to lead your relationship and progress. But then we're like, well, pump the brakes. You're trying to get to know me on like a deeper level, like you're trying to get to know my heart, pump the brakes, you know, how frustrating that must be for guys. And I'm like the worst at it. Like I, I always do that. Like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But your relationship cannot progress. You can't get to know somebody on a deeper, more intimate level. If you're not willing to have those conversations and it doesn't mean that they're easy. Like, trust me, I still struggle with some of those same conversations, but I'm always so thankful that I did it on the other side. Because here's the thing is like, it's not that I don't trust who I'm with. I trust him wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. or I wouldn't be with him, but it's still in the back of your mind when you're not fully healed from something and you think, well, you know, the last person did this though. And again, that falls back into holding the wrong people accountable, Mm, you know? And so it's just, you have to be mature enough spiritually and just mentally to, to own your own part. Your past is your past. And ultimately that's the way that God's redeeming your story and, and using it to help other people and using that to say, you know what? 
I have a negative response to this situation when this happens, because in a past relationship, I used to what blah, 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 and fill that in. And all that's going to do is give that other person, the person you're in conflict with, or the person who's trying to eliminate confusion, that's only going to help the situation and help them understand why you're having the reaction that you're having or why you're shutting down and not having a reaction at all. And so I think it's just one, not holding the wrong people accountable, but also just being mature enough and, and owning up and saying like, this is a hard conversation for me to have. And I always preface hard conversations with, with that. I'm like, listen, I, I value our relationship and I really want to have this conversation and I know it's going to help, but I want you to know that it's not easy for me. It's not natural for me to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I almost always go to prayer before I even have that conversation. And sometimes like we'll have that, we'll go to prayer together and we'll say, we're about to have a hard conversation. And I, you know, I think obviously Heather needs help with this and help me to have the grace to respond in a way that is comforting to her. And I think that just, that takes so much maturity, but it takes practice too. You know, you just have to have the conversation. Now, what I see from that conversation is obviously you've processed that. Obviously mm -hmm. that's something that, um, you know, you've worked through and it's something that you can communicate. Yeah. If, if it's something that man cannot be communicated clearly and, and um, it's something that brings more shame and guilt yep. even mm -hmm. now than, Hey, that was a part of my past and a part of my story. There's somebody not owning a piece of their story right yes. there. Right. And that's the biggest indicator of being like, okay, like, okay, this may be a red flag of something that you haven't worked through. Right. And, and I'm not going to, you know, say that that's, oh, okay, you need to fix that before we get in a relationship. That's <laughs> yeah. something to say, okay, I understand, like, as a guy, I'd want to handle that gently mm -hmm. and be able to give her resources to be able to do that, whether that be counseling, whether that be mm -hmm. what, whatever. Because, right. I mean, same thing goes for guys, okay? This obviously goes both ways. Uh, but those are things where it's like, for you to be able to own your story, mm -hmm. um, you have to have worked through those things. And it's just mm -hmm. so, so important. Yeah, and I... I don't think we want to make a blanket statement here and yeah. say like, cause we know that there are people that have gone through some very real Absolutely. like hurt and Absolutely. trauma, but for a lot of young adults, a lot of the stuff that they wear, I would say, uh, every hurt can be either a burden or a breakthrough mm -hmm. depending on the way you look at it. So, so many of us try to heap on burden after burden and we run into the same problems in relationships and we just continue to, to kind of beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. This is all on me. Why do I keep doing this? How do I keep ruining this relationship? And it just takes sometimes it's it's the right person speaking in your life. Sometimes it mm -hmm. might even be the right opportunity, the right relationship to realize like, okay, that's not something I have to wear anymore and yeah. feel the weight on my shoulders. It can actually be a value that I use as a breakthrough to step into more healthy relationships mm -hmm. and to be able to, to, like you said, own your story in it. And it just becomes a part of who you are and allows you to not just own it, but to redeem your story and use it for a greater good and a greater purpose going forward. It's mm, really good. Yeah. Uh, one other question that we've gotten um, quite a bit is, mm. <laughs> uh, and this one obviously is very situational yeah. in, in its sense. And so uh, it's just, how do I know if my relationship is worth saving or if I should just move on? Or even how do I know if a relationship is worth starting or, or not? Um, yeah, this one's, this is hard because it is super situational. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I instantly, when you ask me that question, I can immediately think of two people in my life who I'm currently walking through this with two separate girls and two separate relationships, obviously, but very different situations. And it's, it's hard to navigate. And again, we, we said this on the last podcast, but like when you are in the thick of it and you, 
truly believe that you're in love with this person, your heart sometimes gets in the way of your your mind, your logical thinking. And again, that's when it's so important to have community. But it's so often for me, I, I almost always like when you're asking this question, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, should you be asking this question? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like there's absolutely. obviously times in your relationship, like it's never going to be easy breezy. You're not right. like, it's, we're not saying you're never going to have arguments, but if you find yourself in conflict more than you find yourself just in peaceful camaraderie, mm -hmm. then there's probably something there that's yep. like, okay, you guys are in conflict a lot for a right. dating couple. You're not even married yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are going to be added to your play and to your marriage once or to your relationship once you're in a marriage. And if you already are having trouble navigating conflict, then I might make the argument that this is probably not a sustainable relationship. If the relationship is con in constant struggle because of infidelity and cheating, then like uh, me personally leave. There's no scenario. Yeah. I, I, it's just understanding what are your limits? What are your boundaries 100%. and deciding those before? Yep. hundred percent. So the way I frame this is I use the foxhole principle. You know what? You know of, what of course we all know it. You know what the foxhole You know, but explain it for the people who don't. So you know? if I'm in a foxhole with somebody and we have a fight, so a foxhole is like in, in like a war or in yeah. a battle. It's like yeah. you're, you're side by side with somebody fighting against something, the right? The trenches. You're in the trenches with somebody. We can use that. That sounds. Let's, that's way more. Let's known. do the trench principle. <laughs> Foxhole does yeah. the fo does the fox dig it and you just hopped in? Well, I mean, it's a war term. I wouldn't expect you to uh, understand. Okay. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> so let's go with the trench principle. I want to know that the person I'm standing next to in the trench is worth fighting for, mm. and they're willing to fight with me, yeah. right? If I'm the only one fighting like for this and in this. I don't, I don't need somebody else that's going to be a, a drag on me. Yeah, I want to be really able good. to fight with them. So, uh, like, we have to realize that relationships just aren't easy. Like, they're not always what you see on Instagram. It's always <laughs> two people, two hearts, two dreams, two ideas of what love looks like, the whole thing. But what they don't tell you about good relationships is that there is constant fighting. I would mm. say that there's constant fighting. There's sometimes where you'll talk, like you'll fight about your differences, but in all great relationships, you're always fighting for common ground. Yep. You're always fighting for clarity and for each other and for time. You should always yeah. be fighting in a healthy relationship, but you shouldn't always be fighting with each other. You should always be fighting for something or fighting against a, a common enemy mm -hmm. that you want to be able to take ground together. So you want to be in the trenches with somebody <laughs> or in the foxhole, whichever one you would prefer. I like that. <laughs> And, and kind of what I what I liked about it, yeah, there are things that you fight for, and it doesn't look yeah. like bickering. Yeah. Okay. It, it looks like setting on the table. Uh, honestly, we all have expectations when we come into a relationship, mm -hmm. whether we think we do or not. We yeah. just do. We've been yeah. trained to. Well, like I think everybody sees marriage this way. No, they don't. <laughs> I think everybody sees dating this way. No, they don't. Yeah. You are a unique person yeah. that sees it from your unique experiences. So. The more that you can communicate that to the other person, the better that's going to be. And the more that you see you're communicating two different things, <laughs> well, then there's a compromise. And I don't think compromise is bad. No. Yeah. That's okay. But if there's not a compromise, if that's something, well, mm. this is the way it is and this is the way it is. Man, you know, I, I do think that's even a, an opportunity to one say, Hey, let's hit pause. Mm -hmm. Let's both go back and pray about this. Yep. Hey, let's both go figure out what, you know, what direction is God really taking? If I do believe this is where God's taking me and I, you do believe this is where God's taking you and what, what this should look like, then I do believe that we have some different expectations and maybe this is something that, um, you know, this isn't the right time for this or, or, you know, this shouldn't probably happen for us. Um, so that would be one thing that I'd think of, um, the other thing uh, that 
that I think of, okay? And so most times when I get this question of like, how do I know if a relationship is worth saving or worth moving on or whatever? Most times they're not even in a relationship. Right. Most oh times gosh, it's yes. one that's not even defined yet. Yeah. It's just like, well, we've been talking and just, I, should I put stock in this? Should I not? Should I, should I pursue this? Should I not? Should I, whoa? And here's where I found from, from most perspectives, because this is what are we looking for in a girl? Okay. And so most, most of the times, here's what I found. Um, Girls, when they're really excited about something, when they found the man of their dreams, they can't shut up about it. Okay, they're, they're just gonna talk, 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 talk. You know, then they're excited about it. And right. so guys, probably the same way, similar. You know, you get more out. It's less, but you get more out of a guy than you usually do. Okay, when he's excited about a relationship. Right. Here's what I also know: most time, when when you're in the wrong relationship, when this isn't one worth fighting for. Okay, it's with a guy who's like, you know, sneaking in the back door, and he's not. You know, he doesn't want to meet the parents, and he doesn't want to. You know, all these different things, and you're just like hiding it from everybody and you're like well you know we're not really do- we you don't know we're not really if somebody asks you no we're not really talking like those are all easy indicators to be like hey this is something that clearly i'm not even proud of like just cut it out mm-hmm. like stop you know I-, I know you're thinking that to your mind you probably wouldn't ask many people if i should continue in this relationship but just cut that out and so uh, i i know that may seem like i'm uh, getting on a soapbox and I- it may seem very specific <laughs> to yeah. some people out here but these are the <laughs> questions that i get all the time and yeah. i know probably you guys have as well and i know a lot of young adults are thinking that yeah. right now here I want to give somebody the secret sauce to a healthy relationship oh, right now. Let's go. Okay. You ready? So Sounds free. I, I hear so many stories of why certain relationships end. And a lot of times it comes down to the guys digging his heels in really hard on something and the girls digging their heels in really hard on something and they can't find common ground. The secret sauce to every healthy relationship and this isn't something you need to grow in. If you, if you find yourself in a cycle where you just can't, like you feel like you've been in the same relationship and over and over again is empathy. Mm. You have to be able to understand, even when you have disagreements, find common ground and start there and work through it. You might end up working through the whole thing and realizing we're two different people on two different paths. And that's great. But if you're always find yourself in relationships where it's, I just dig my heels in and they're not meeting my expectations here. Mm. It might not be them. Mm. It might be that you just need to grow in your empathy levels because you won't have a healthy relationship until you can relate to somebody on something that you disagree in and still walk forward with that person because you're never going to find somebody really where you're a hundred percent we're with each other. We're for each other on every single topic in the world. Mm-hmm. Grow in your empathy and you'll grow in your relationships. It's really good. Yeah. And, and that's even a parenting tactic. Empathy soaks up emotion. Yeah. That's just the way that happens. The more that you care about them, the less that emotions seem to um, sit in the driver's seat of what's going on because you believe that you both want the best for each other and the situation. So uh, I think that's that's huge. Okay, so obviously we've talked about, we've hinted on Proverbs 31. And so, uh, one, I, I just want to let Jordan Deese share with me his favorite part about Proverbs 31 <laughs> of what to, you know, it's it's like a hymn about a good wife and, and how hard they are to find ultimately. Right. Um, but tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so for me, my favorite verse in Proverbs 31 is 31, 25. There's a lot of stuff in Proverbs 31 that you might look at and be like, oh, that seems pretty like old school. But just got to realize the context, but Proverbs 31, 25 says strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs without fear of the future. Now I know there's a lot of people, especially in our young adult lives that we think of the future and we have a lot of anxiety. Like we have, we have fear that comes up with it. We don't know exactly where we're going. We don't know our five-year plan, our 10-year plan, but 
when number one, when when a woman can look at the future and can see where she's going and all the fear that surrounds it, she can look at it and realize that I have joy. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fear of this. I can move forward in confidence and assurance that where God is taking me, uh, I want to step into. That brings a new level of confidence that guys notice and they see, oh, like there's somebody that knows who they are and knows what they want and knows where they're going. I want to hitch my wagon to that train. (laughs) Can you say that? I don't know. Uh, we have to cut that. No, Adrian. we're leaving it. We're leaving it. We're leaving it. I don't edit these podcasts. It's just going to, it's good. I don't, I don't stand. Uh, that one just came to that me. was great. That was great. Uh, Heather, tell me your least favorite part about Proverbs 31. Oh my gosh. Definitely. Your easy, least favorite. What do you got? Easy. Proverbs 31, 15. She get up. She, <laughs> she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household. We can have breakfast at 10 a.m. And it he, doesn't he, have to be. Here's the deal. <laughs> this, this is like stuff like this is so easily taken out of context. Yeah, right. Like, sure. okay, a wife should always wake up before me and prepare breakfast for me. <laughs> no, that's, that's not how it should be. Basically what it's saying here is she should be a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Like all these things. So I know some of you are going to go back and you're going to read Proverbs 31. And there are going to be some parts that are a little bit harder to yeah. understand, but really look at it all in context. Really look at it. Okay. What is she saying by get, gets up early and prepares? Breakfast? Okay. So she, she's a hard worker. All right. Like sum these things up a little bit and there's great commentaries on that. So you're not confused on, you know, she goes to the market and picks out the best cotton and yarn and she loves knitting and you're like, I got to find a girl who loves knitting. <laughs> okay. It's not that. They're, okay. They're character traits, not actions that she does. Boom. Boom. Love it. So, hey, I I would encourage you, go read that after this, uh, Proverbs 31. Um, But we give you a little taste. Just a little taste, all right? Uh, And and so, before you hitch your wagon to um, any... (laughs) Any girl, I'm glad that you got to listen to this podcast. And, And before you do that, here's what I want you to know, all right? Before anything, okay, the most fundamental part, and we talked about this last episode too, the most fundamental part is that she has a relationship with Christ. Yes. Okay, that is the most, that she's a foundation in Christ, because I promise you this, no relationship will work if there isn't a foundation in Christ. If you guys are both running different directions, if one is following Christ and one is not, it just, I've, uh, but here's the great part. I've never heard two people running after Jesus that have gotten a divorce. Okay, when you both have a foundation of Christ and you're moving forward uh, toward Christ, I've not heard of failure in that. So, right. Uh, uh, yeah, hold that, uh, hold that tightly. And so, uh, thanks so much for sticking around. Yes. And uh, this is the end of our three-part series on relationships. Again, if you have any situations, anything you want to walk through, you want Heather Harmon's advice or yes. Jordan Deese's advice, okay, you can always slide into the DMs at NP the Point or email us at what is the point at northpointchurch.tv. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you guys.